Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about our new movie, The Assistant? I am, because after all, we are the watchers watchers of movies. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This week, we are discussing The Assistant. So we decided to do some little mini topic um, with, what was it, like female lead dramas? That's what I did. Yeah, I was thinking like movies with a strong female lead. Okay. Because yeah. I have a couple that are not dramas. Yeah, that's fine. I just think like I have a couple... Well, I have one that is, like, on the line. So, yeah, it wasn't, like, a drama necessarily, just movies with a, a strong female who's okay. Perfect. basically in charge of the movie. Because a lot of movies, I think, can have, like, strong female secondary characters, but it's it was a little bit harder for me to find ones where it was, like, female-driven. Oh, my God. I was Googling it last night, and I was, like, I was, like, female-led dramas. And my and my Google was, like, Korean female-led dramas and I was like I never put Korean in the search bar at any point in time I don't know where you got Korean from like it was so weird yeah and I was like did I somehow like unknowingly write Korean in there but I didn't I just all I did was write strong female leads and my my phone was like right the Korean strong female leads and I was like no. <laughs> no. Maybe we should change the the focus of our <laughs> podcast to we are the watchers of Korean, Korean. female led movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um so do you want to start first? You want me to sure. go? Sure. I'll go first. Okay, you go first. So my first one is a movie that I think um got majorly overlooked and is I think just a beautiful movie and a wonderful performance and it's the young victoria and it stars emily blunt okay as victor queen victoria basically and it's it's a phenomenal movie i love costume movies like period pieces and it's based on the true story of like victoria and albert and you know like they kind of were set apart from other monarchs because they actually loved each other you know i mean it was basically an arranged marriage but it wasn't so arranged that they were forced to get married like because she became queen when she was 18 so you know she was in charge and i just it's a very her performance is so great and it's it's really just very strong interesting movie about um her life story victoria's life story is pretty crazy like she was um basically kept under the thumb of her mother and her mother's like male advisor for her whole childhood and they like wouldn't even let her climb the stairs without somebody holding her hand oh my god yeah and they were very controlling of her because the the advisor to her mother the movie sort of portrays this i don't know how closely it relates to real life but you know they wanted to they wanted her to sign um i don't know what the word is but they wanted her to sign something that said if the king died before she was 18 then this guy would be like king in her place or like rule right. in her place until she was old enough and she would never sign it. And um, so, yeah, so her childhood was like basically in a cage almost. And then when she became queen, she sort of blossomed, but she also had all this 
she had a lot of things to work through because she was controlled for her whole life. So you don't just like come out of that normal, you know, like no normal quote unquote. I just mean like she had things that she had to work through. And, and so Albert sort of, he became like, he was like her partner in crime. You know, he wasn't like right. her controller. I don't know. It was, it's a really good story. And I just, she's such a strong lead in it and it's a, a beautiful performance. And I think it, like I said, it, it got overlooked, but I would recommend I'm- it. I really like Emily Blunt. Who's the guy? Is it Rupert Friend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've only seen one movie with him in it, and that was Sherry. And it was with Michelle Pfeiffer, and I fucking hated it. Like, I hated it so much. I thought he was the least likable character ever. And so when bad shit happened to him, I was like, don't be such a douche next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, um, this is the best role I've seen him in. Like, he was in Pride and Prejudice as like sort of a slimy character and this role as Albert he's like very noble and just very quiet and there's a really beautiful um secondary relationship between him and his brother in the movie that's very sweet and I think that this is maybe his like I said his best role that I've ever seen him in because I agree with you he kind of has a he has a look that I think bends more towards like eviler characters yeah he has like a it's just like a kind of like a calculating conniving look about him yeah it's like a he's got like a very like pointed face you know and i think that doesn't help which obviously is not his fault but like you know i mean (laughs) yeah it's just like it's some some people some actors just fit so well in certain roles that you can't see them in like other roles you know Mm -hmm. um just because they have like a certain look about them so you're like oh is he really kind in this role like or it's like i just in general but yeah um, oh i should say to all our listeners if you hear any background noise i'm in port huron with my family on vacation so um it's my peeps in the back you know (laughs) they're having a party without you without me i know (laughs) it's tragic um so my first one, and I felt like was the most related to this, um, this story or this movie is um, Bombshell. Oh, okay. Margot Robbie and um, um, Charlie Theron and Nicole Kidman. And it wasn't that great of a film, but it was about like Roger Isles in Fox News, like all this like sexual harassment coming forward and everything. And hello, that's okay. <laughs> no, dad came in. <laughs> um We'll get into this with the assistant, but like Bombshell didn't have the emotional impact that um, this movie I felt like it had, you know, or it was, it was just like for such like three hugely talented women, and I'm a huge Margot Robbie fan, um, it, it, it really like, it really fell flat, but it was also very disturbing because this guy got away with this for years and what ended up happening to him is that Fox news was like, okay, here's 300 or here's $30 million and you're fired. And that's it. Nothing really like as far as I like, I'm concerned. He pretty much won. Like that's not punishment. Like (laughs) any amount of money. It's like such a punishment that he's going to have to live, you know, on $30 million for the rest of his life. Cause he's like, and the guy's like, just, dying like like he's just he just looks like he's dying you know what I mean like he so (laughs) it it, 
I think if you're gonna if you're gonna watch a movie that's similar to this or you want to, I think it's a good one. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it on its own. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Margot Robbie does a great job. But I felt as far as as far as the story goes, I felt like it definitely could have been a lot more emotionally impactful. And it it just it just wasn't. It felt yeah. flat. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, when I saw the trailer for that movie, I thought it looked almost like it was thrown together to be put out in time for that subject to be topical. And so it was hastily done. I thought that even from the trailer. Yeah, that's, I could totally see that. I could definitely see that. Um, It's just, it it was okay. It, It wasn't, it wasn't anything special. It's not going to win awards, you know, but it's okay. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. Well, my next movie is a German movie called Run Lola Run. Did you is see, that, have you seen that movie? I haven't, but I've heard it's very good. It is really good. It's um, pretty cool. She's also a very strong central character. Her boyfriend's in trouble because uh, he loses some money, a lot of money. And mm-hmm she has to basically find a way to get that money back or he's going to die. And she has like 20 minutes to do it. Oh my God. But it's like, it's done in an interesting way because it shows many different outcomes. Like in one outcome, she like causes a car accident and another one, she goes to a casino and just like different paths to the same goal and how the day could sort of fan out. And it's pretty interesting and it's in German, which is very close to my heart, but uh she's just awesome she's an awesome i just it i just it was really hard for me to also think of movies in which the female was the catalyst almost for all of the like power a lot of movies have it where because i thought of some movies where i was like oh like emma stone in zombieland is kind of a strong female but she's not the lead she's just a strong female side character so it's just, it was fun when I thought of like, oh, run, Lola, run. That's a really good one. Cause like she's saving her boyfriend, you know? Right. So I think that's really interesting. And, and so that, that's kind of, it's, it's more rare than I would have thought. Cause when I was on the spot trying to think of movies, it's, it's a little bit more rare. Yeah. It's, it's sad that there's like such a lack of like what you said, films where their female is like the catalyst for change. And I mean, Bombshell was that. And my next one um, is First Wives Club. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I love First Wives Club. Um, It's probably one of my favorite comedies. Um, I watch it all the time. I mean, I've seen it a million times. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, You know, it's about these three women who come together after their friend commits suicide because her husband was like just like a piece of garbage and was cheating on her and really screwed her over and um and they're all like shit all of our husbands are screwing us over and so they're like you know what we're gonna win and we're gonna screw them over and it's so beautiful and it's so perfect and it's just I recommend that movie to anyone it's such a great film I love First Wives Club yeah I think I saw it I saw it when I was a kid but I was probably a lot of the themes probably went over my head I think you'd like it now I think you'd really like it yeah maybe I'll check it out yeah, I have. I didn't it, know you so. liked it so much. You've never talked about I, it. Really? I love that movie. Oh, it's like one really? of, oh my God, it's such a funny movie. It's so good. Hmm. It's so great. Yeah. 
interesting. I like yeah. that. <laughs> well, mine, uh, my next one is Pitch Perfect, which is okay. um, similar where it's like kind of more of a comedy, but female driven. And there's really, I don't know, it's just a really fun movie. Everyone likes that movie. Yeah. I need to see it again. I saw it on a whim. Like my friend and I were just hanging out one weeknight and we didn't have anything to do. And it was playing at the cheapest movie theater in town. And I was like, well, let's just go see this. If nothing else, it'll be like fun and musical, you know, like there'll be songs that we can enjoy. And it it's it's like a, a little sleeper hit, like the little movie that could, you know. I <laughs> I think that it got a lot of traction of people just seeing it the way I saw it and realizing that, oh, this is actually worthwhile, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like I accidentally. See again. I've seen like I was in the room while people were watching it, but I was like downloading music. So I was listening to music and I wasn't paying attention to the movie. So I need to see it again. Yeah, the yeah. first one. Um the second one is okay. The third one is terrible, but if you want <laughs> That's to what I've heard, yeah. Trilogy, like as a finisher for the trilogy whatever but i it didn't need to be, it didn't need any sequels it was fine on its own but right um it is what well, it is you know it's a cash i cow. mean yeah. like the kissing booth like someone likes it so let's just make a second one yeah i mean even the third pitch perfect is better than the kissing booth but well that's not saying <laughs> much <laughs> we i mean we don't need to get into that again we had a two-hour discussion with the last time. <laughs> um so my next one is um, The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. Did you ever see that one? I think I did, but it's, it's been it's a long spooky. time. And yeah. I feel like similarly, I may have watched it with a friend and may not have been giving it 100% of my focus. It's mm -hmm. been a while. It's a, it's a creepy film. You know what? I'm not, I mix it up with 13 Ghosts a lot because I feel like I saw both those movies at the same time. <laughs> so I'm not even sure if I saw it now that I keep thinking about it. Is she like in a dream or something, Jennifer Lopez? Not kind of, but also not quite. She's like, so they're trying to catch a serial killer who's played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And um, what he's doing is he's like kidnapping women and then like bleaching their skin to like make them look like dolls and it's like a it's like a sexual thing and he ends up I think he ends up having like a really bad seizure or something and ends up in a coma and so they can't talk to him and they, they're trying to figure out where this other girl is this last girl and he's like they put him under this like state-of-the-art uh <laughs> type of machine what <laughs> what I just like that you said state-of-the-art type of machine and I all I'm thinking of oh it's inception but with a woman it's basically yeah I mean like <laughs> it's well except it's it's not quite because they're actually like going into his mind whereas inception they're going into the dreams which is I think a little bit different um but his mind is a dark dark fucked up place like it's I mean I really like the movie um if I don't know how much you would like it if you watched it. I think it might creep you out. But um, mm, that just makes me want to watch it. I don't think I saw it now that you're talking about it. I think I was thinking, as I stated, 13 Ghosts. So, <laughs> um, carry on. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's a female driven film. It's, you know, she, she like, she's working with um, 
Vince Vaughn's in it too. It's actually a serious role for Vince Vaughn. I tend to like his serious films. I don't really like his comedy films. Um, yeah, I think he he has the exact same character in any comedy yeah. movie. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think he's more dynamic when he's a in a drama. Yeah. I think he's I think he's got some talent and I think it's like it's like Ashton Kutcher. Like Ashton Kutcher as a serious actor, I think is great. I think he's great as a serious actor. As a comedy actor, I don't want to ever see him in comedy. I don't think he's funny. He plays the same characters. They're all stupid. And it's just like, don't waste my time. (laughs) So um, yeah, the cell is so, you know, she's the catalyst for like making sure that this woman is found and, and is safe. And she ends up going to the guy's brain because Vincent or Vince uh, Vaughn can't like handle it or he can't figure it out. And she's like this, like almost like this, like, like, have you heard of like the, the like Madonna whore um, concept? No. Okay. So it happens a lot with men who are coming from very like traumatized backgrounds where they view women as either like like the Madonna, like the Virgin Mary or like a whore. And there's like no gray area with them. And so she kind of has this like Madonna complex. That's what I meant, not concept. So she kind of has this like Madonna whore complex within his mind where she's like either this like savior or she's like a slave. So it's really, it's a really interesting, Hmm. it's interesting. It's a good movie. I really want to watch it like right now. Well, I'm sorry for taking up your time. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> oh, thanks. All right, let's talk about this movie. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is what time do you think she got there in the morning? Because I, that was the only thing I could think about. I was like, oh my God, it's so dark. Like, I know it's winter, but like, is it 7 a.m. that she's getting? Like, what time is she waking up to get there, you know? I was thinking seven because either six or seven because there was a point when she was standing and people are arriving and it's, they show the clock and it's like five minutes to eight or something. Oh, okay. So I was thinking, yeah, maybe she got there like an hour early, but maybe she has to get up at like 5.30 to get there an hour early, you know, like, cause she, they made a point of saying she lives in Astoria, but she also had a car waiting for her. She didn't have to take public transportation so yeah like an uber or something yeah um i know i was i was just like man i mean she was easily there for more than 12 hours i think oh you know, sure like yeah because easily. they were supposed to leave for the airport by 9 p.m and the driver was like how long is he gonna be how long is he gonna be and and he was still in his office and then the other two were waiting so it, it was definitely after 9 p.m yeah and she was there for a long time yeah i so my first thought was like i bet the best part of her day is like being in there alone in the morning before everyone else arrives and then i bet as soon as everyone arrives she's like Ugh. <laughs> yeah i um i was immediately captivated by just the mundanity of the movie like most of the action in the movie is so real to life office Mm -hmm. that I really was I don't know so drawn in and it was like hypnotic almost I think it's just a beautifully understated movie in the fact that you see her making copies you see her like scrolling through her phone as she's waiting 
for something to happen. She's like picking up crumbs. She's uh, washing dishes oddly with no soap and just a sponge. So yeah, that was I weird. noticed but that too. She's eating I was cereal. Like, what is she doing? <laughs> yeah, and she's like sorting papers. And I just I, that that aspect of the movie I found just really lovely. And yeah, it pulled me in. It it was. I think anyone who's worked in an office can identify with that type of situation where you're just like, okay, it's just like, you know, the things that you got to do to get ready for the day. Um, but I feel the same way as it wasn't, it was something that could have been done in a really boring way, but it wasn't not to me. Like it was, mm-hmm. and, and like halfway through the film, I was starting to get very like nervous and I was very on edge like the rest of the film and but it was just it was so subtle and it wasn't like the way like uncut gems was where the entire film you're like what 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 what's gonna happen next you know what I mean with this you're kind of just like something's not right here and I don't know what it is but man it is like it is really freaking me out you know and yeah it's good I like how the movie is almost like I'm going to use boring, but not in a derogatory sense. Cause I was never bored during it, but I think the boringness of the movie was a really good portrayal of the little concessions we make to allow evil to not invade our consciences. Yeah. And I think that it's so superbly done and the directors, the art of subtlety is it's like genius level because I like nobody that you see is actually doing anything wrong outright, but they're all making this underlying decision to allow this evil to happen. So how much are we at fault for that? Because look at me, I'm just going through the motions. I let this one little thing slide. I let this other little thing slide. Like when does it, become too much you know what I mean and I think it's really interesting well and it's like it's I mean well I think we'll get more into it but it's it's scary how many people knew what were happening and how many people were just complacent with it you know Mm -hmm. like not okay with it necessarily but they were just like well it happens and it's like should it though (laughs) you know right (laughs) And I also think, I think it was interesting that we got to see sort of, we got to see her awakening basically because there's a couple aspects of the movie that um, I thought were kind of weird. Like she was pretty good at her job, but she, you found out later that she'd only worked there for like five weeks up to that point. So on one hand I was like, okay, she, she seems like she should be working there for like six months or eight months. But then I think but it wouldn't take six months for these things to become apparent. Like, and you'd have to make a choice. So I sort of like that her awakening happened at what I would assume would be the right time in an employment. Like you're there for a little while. And then all of a sudden you're like, hang on. Yeah. This is weird. And that would not take six months. I don't think because she had a very active boss. (laughs) And, um, and so I thought that was interesting. Uh, but at the same time, I, she was just such an interesting character because they said multiple times that she was smart and you could see it because she did her job 
very professionally for having only been there for five weeks, you know, and they oh, yeah. talk about like her previous experience with some internships. So she's familiar with the film industry, but she, I think in an internship, you're almost like protected. Yeah. You know, you see what they want you to see, but then when you actually get into the work, like into the background, a paid full-on employee that's when you're like well you can either choose to be part of this club or you can throw it all away because none of us are going to sacrifice our positions to help this situation that seems like we can't fix it anyway right and that's like I think what's so what's so scary about this whole thing is that it's exactly like what you said is that everyone wants to hold on to their position so no one's saying anything even though everyone knows what's going on, everyone knows that there's like some serious bad shit happening and uh, behind closed doors and everyone's just like, well, I could say something and maybe get fired and then never work in this industry again. Mm -hmm. Or I could just let it slide and just stick my nose to my work. And, and that was kind of what was happening with like bombshell too, was that it was just like, everyone was like, well, that's kind of what's just going on. You know, that's just how things are. And it gets to the point where you have to ask the question, but why are things that way? You know, like, and why, why are people allowing this to happen? Because you get enough people to stand up to this monster and eventually that monster has to back down, but no one wants to stand up to him because everyone's so terrified of what might happen to them. Mm-hmm. And part of me gets it being in, you know, I mean, we, we, so we talked about like before we started recording that, um, having, having a bad boss or having a really tough boss, it's, it's hard to stand up when you're like terrified, you know? And I think that with this girl who I guess her name is Jane, even though I don't think they ever like actually mentioned her name. Um, that I can understand, especially in a a brand new position that she, I I, like might not want to say anything, but she's so fucking brave that I was like, I don't even know if I would have done that, you know, like to be honest. And I would like to say that I would, but I don't know if I would have, I think I would have been really scared. Well, I'm going to jump ahead here because I think this is a good time to talk about it because you bring up a good point that I was going to talk about as well. So so she notices that her boss is taking advantage of women to help them basically advance their acting careers. So she goes to HR. So can we talk about the HR interaction? Yeah, yeah let's talk okay. about that. Yeah. Okay. So this is late in the movie. Like this is more than halfway through the movie. Um, so she goes to HR who, and it's a really great performance by Matthew McFadden, which if you've seen Pride and Prejudice, it's a total opposite of Mr. Darcy. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, big time. So. I love it because she goes in and she, she says to him, I didn't know who else I could talk to. And he says to her, well, then that means you've come to the right place. And so as a viewer, you almost like breathe a sigh of relief for a second. Dude, me too. That's, I was like, like oh, so hoping he was going to be a yeah, good guy. Mr. Darcy's going to help her. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I was like, he's on her side. Yeah. <laughs> <This is> great. <laughs> so she starts talking and it's, it becomes quickly apparent that she doesn't really have all the facts. She's just going on conjecture and what she knows is happening, but can't confirm. So she's right. like, this pretty girl came into the office today for apparently an assistant job, but she doesn't have any experience. The firm, the boss put her up in a hotel, a really nice hotel. 
we were looking for the boss and he was nowhere to be found and we found out he was also at this hotel where we put this pretty girl in and this girl is very young what are we going to do and then the hr guy matthew mcfadden like totally twists it and he's saying like so you're jealous of this girl you didn't have any experience before you started she's a grown woman and I was so impressed by the character who, yeah, you said is Jane, but they never say her name, played by Julia Garner. Mm -hmm. I was so impressed because she never backs down. She, he said something like, you said you're jealous of her, or you said that she's, she's too pretty and she, she doesn't, she's not good enough to be an assistant. And Julia was like, I did not say that. And she stuck up for herself the whole time and she never apologized. And I was so struck by that because if that was me in that office to clean the slate and to get on everybody's good side, I would have caved. And I, I mean, maybe that's not speaking well for my character, but I would have caved. I would have said, you know what? I think I misunderstood the situation. I'm really sorry for wasting your time, but she never did that. And I, that is what struck me as such a good performance, but also such a good character like yeah so strong under pressure but believably strong like she's not like uh what's the phrase like a mary sue yeah no she's definitely not she's just very strong and i like how you can see how conflicted she is but she's not conflicted enough to let go of the like that she knows something bad is happening right and like so that scene um she's like she's trying she's not saying anything like really straightforward and i can understand why because again it's just like it's all like a theory yeah she she knows what's happening but she can't like she doesn't have irrefutable proof over it yeah and and i knew like and and at first i was kind of like is he just like not getting what she's saying but then as i was watching it i was like no he knows exactly what she's saying he's just beating around the bush cuz he doesn't he like he doesn't you know i don't know it's, it's just happening like on all else. levels like yeah. whether or not he's treating women that way all levels know about it like yeah exactly there are no secrets in this company as we find out after this scene which we'll get to but like yeah, no, I thought at first for like maybe three seconds, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, is he really like a ditz? But yeah, yeah. You're right. Like he just is trying so hard to corner her and yeah. flip her words around because he, he knows was exactly. so manipulative. Like, yes. I mean, it was. Yes. And like, I, so I have to say that like in my own experience, so I had a, I had a really terrible boss and you know, my last job. And I mean, she just like, really made my life really hard. It was very stressful. I ended up leaving the job as soon as I could. Um, and well, I got enough experience to stay because that's what I wanted, but I knew that I was never going to stay. But I several times had like cried over her, like how she had approached me about things because she was the type of person who, you know, we all like worked in one area Cause I was in customer service and she would like walk out and just like yell at you in front of everyone. It was incredibly humiliating, made you feel like the smallest person in the world. And, um, I had never gone HR because I didn't trust HR because the woman that was running HR, like Sam, 
I sincerely think she may be an alien <laughs> because she like she like just doesn't seem to really get it as like a human. Like it doesn't she just doesn't seem like she she maybe strikes me as a type of person who's had everything handed to her her entire life and she's never really actually had to like work or like suffer or struggle and so i don't think she's really empathetic so i never went to her because i never trusted her oh yeah Mm -hmm. but then we got a new hr person and i did go to her about my boss and um and i really like the new hr person but as i was watching this scene and what i'm trying to relate to it is that i just couldn't help but think like because what happens with matthew mcfadden is that you know she leaves and then he immediately calls her fucking boss. And he's like, hey, this is what happened. Yeah. And you find out later because the boss calls her and he's like, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not yelling at you because you're not even worth my fucking time. And like, I'm just such a piece of shit garbage. And I was just like, I was, I felt like I was in the same boat that she was because I felt like if I had gone to the the original HR lady and I had been like, hey, my boss is like a fucking psychopath and like, you need to like do something about this. I, I just feel like the HR lady would have immediately gone to the big boss and then I would have gotten in trouble. And so mm-hmm. I never went because I didn't, I didn't believe that it was, they were ever going to be on my side. And I, my, my actually, my family actually watched the movie too, like separate from me because we were talking about it in the cars we were driving up to Port Huron. And my sister goes, no, HR doesn't care about the employee. They're all about the employer. And I was like, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, my, I learned working my first part-time job that never complain about the company to the company because it will always end up badly for you. Yeah. If you have a problem with your employer, complain to your friends, complain to your family, try to get it off your chest because I don't think there's many scenarios where it turns out how like, oh, what needed to happen happened because I complained. Nope. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Because the bottom line is the company is is in business to make money. They're not in business to make you happy. Right. And I, that's just across the board. Um, so I try to do the same thing. I agree with you. Like I don't I don't think I'd trust HR. I don't think I would um I don't think I'd ever go talk to them about anything. And I'm not talking about like my, I'm not like singling out any job. I'm just saying any job I ever will have, I would probably never want to talk to HR if I needed to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's not any one single person's problem. I think this movie shows that it's across the board. Everyone's trying to save their position. Everyone's trying to, you know? So yeah, I agree. And I, so I watched the movie a second time because almost as like pretty much as soon as it ended, I wanted to watch it again. Like that's how <laughs> much I liked it. And I'm not sure if he, I, the first time I saw it, I thought he called after she left the office, but he gets a call while she's in the office and he says, oh, yeah. no, 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 we're fine. So I think as soon as she came to talk to him, somebody, be it his secretary or him, alerted people that she was there because they obviously know all of this is happening so it can't be a mystery why she's there right I bet they knew why she was there before she even started talking right and um and so yeah so and then he he like totally disregards her he's on the phone and he's like 
no, I don't want tickets to, I don't know. It was some, like, a team. He's I talking about, like, the Rangers or something. He's yeah. Like, and Rangers. And, he started talking uh, about sports, like, like, you're dirt under my feet. This is, this is, I'm having a casual conversation for a second, you know. So I think at that point, that was somebody calling to check up, like, is it what we think it is? And he said, right. no, no, we're fine. So I think he pretty much knew, like, I'm going to lay it to her straight. I'm going to tell her that if we file this, your job is over. And as soon as he hung up, he changed gears and he became like weirdly friendly and he yeah. was like, what are you doing? What do you, what do you want to do here? And she's like, Oh, I want to be a producer. And he goes, Oh, great, great. You know, you're so smart. You're so smart. We saw that in you. You're so smart. You went to Northwestern. It's great school. And then he looks at her and it's like chilling. He's like, so why do you want to throw it away for this bullshit? Oh my God. Dude, what a, I got goosebumps. Like, like his I'm performance was, right now. Yeah. Like, uh, no, well, so I want to actually go back a little bit before we, I, I want to go back to the HR thing, but I want to um, fast or I want to rewind a little bit. Yeah, sure. Because um, one of the things that I so after she brings the the young woman to the mark, um, which and is then, the hotel, which the I hotel, don't know if yeah, it's a real hotel or if they were using it to be like super on the nose. But I was like calling it the mark when you're taking like his rape victim to it. It's kind of weird. <laughs> But maybe it's really it. It could be really a fancy hotel in New York. I don't know. I mean, it totally could. But um, and the two guys that she was working with, who I was calling glasses and green shirt. Um, <laughs> I mean, they don't have names, so like, you oh, know. the Mark is a real hotel. So oh, is that? Okay. It must just be a nice fancy hotel. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So, so they bring or she she takes her to the hotel and gets her set up and everything, and then she comes back to work. And they're talking and they're on the phone and they're like gossiping with whoever's on the phone. And which I'm pretty sure was about, you know, the boss going and seeing this young woman. And they're like not, and these, you know, glasses and green shirt are not telling her anything. They're just like giggling away, you know. Um, and then I think, isn't that when she goes to HR, like right after around that time? Well, um, she, she's... um she's setting out he has a meeting like a production meeting so she's setting out scripts in his office and a bunch of executives come in and they're like where is he he's not here yet and they're like never sit on the sofa don't ever sit on the yeah. sofa yeah and then Ugh. and then glasses peeks in and says to the assistant he said where'd you take her and the assistant's like take who and he's like the girl that came and she goes oh i took him to the mark i took her to the mark and the glasses says that's where he is so that's when you learn okay yeah, he's at the mark yeah. with her and then the executives joke more and they're like oh my gosh this is like that one time in con when we had to wait for him you know oh my god so they're all like they're joking about the fact that he has a sex couch in his office he's at a hotel presumably with a girl who maybe if not 21 or if she's not 21 she's like pretty she's, close to it she's i mean she was very like just so naive mm -hmm. like you could just tell just the way she talked i just i wanted to just like wrap a big blanket around this girl and be like baby go back home to idaho go back home to your parents because this place is a goddamn death trap like you're gonna come here and you're gonna be scarred like i really felt like very protective over her you know it's just this young pretty girl who is being you know who is has this predator and so anyway so then jane whatever goes to hr and this is the part that i want to talk about is that after he's done talking to her and everything and she's getting up to leave he goes don't worry you're not his type anyway and i was like 
wow, that was fucking chilling. Like that, like, like that was, I think the moment where I no longer felt comfortable at all at any point in the film. Like I was just like, that was like past the point of no return. He said that. And I was like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty great line as well too. And I mean, she proved through the whole movie why she's not his type. Mm-hmm. And then for him to spell it out for her, like for him, I don't, and I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not sure if I can infer from that. Like, do you think he was clueless enough in one regard where he thought she was worried for herself or was he saying that in, in essence to tell her like, listen, like the subtext of that was the subtext of that line that he thought she was in there. Cause she thought she would get mur- raped or was the subtext of that line, hey, between you and me and the fence post, I know that this sucks. I know that this is happening, but you have potential to actually be successful. So keep your head down. I thought of it more like, um, let me just try and see if I can. I'm like trying to think of how I can put this into words. I viewed it more as a way to intimidate her rather than it being like um rather than him actually saying it in a way that was meant to like soothe her I felt like it was a way to get under her skin like he did it on purpose to be like oh yeah by the way this totally fucked up thing that I just said you know what I mean yeah it, it didn't I, I never got I mean, except for in the beginning when before I, you know, I I was like so rooting for this guy. I really want him to be a good guy. But then when he turned out not to be and he turned out to be a creep. um, After that, I was like, anything that this guy says, he's a snake in the grass, you know, and he's, he only cares about the boss. Like he only cares about keeping his job. And, And there are women who are being assaulted all over this place and and he's just like, oh yeah, no, by the way, don't even worry about it. It's, I, I didn't, I never got the impression that he was saying it under any sort of circumstance to comfort her. I think it was always meant to unsettle her. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to go back, so to, to do a full rewind and go back to the beginning of the movie, Mm-hmm. So his two assistants come in, comes in, who you cleverly named Glasses and Green Shirt. <laughs> well, Green and Sweater, but I'm going to call him Green Shirt. I like it better. <laughs> and um, I think it's interesting because everybody in the office sort of ignores her. The yeah. only one, like there's only two people who like look at her and treat her like a person. And one of them is Green Shirt. Mm-hmm. Very, I mean, like very, very like lightly looks at her. <laughs> Yeah, and the other like, one, I didn't even think either of them, either of them were very nice. No, um, and then the other guy, glasses. yeah, and the other guy uh, was the guy that she went to his cubicle. He was like an executive, and she went to his cubicle, and she's like, he wants you on the uh, Los oh, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He sort of treated her like a person, um, you know. And when I say treated her like a person, like nobody really did, but those two stood out. But I think glasses to me was a good example of an asshole in the making like he had potential to eventually be in the boss's place yeah Yeah. and um whereas green shirt 
sort of made me think of not innocent, but the model employee that knows what's happening, keeps his head down, does his work. Yeah. And is probably a decent person, as decent as you can be allowing this stuff to happen. But once again, like, I think it's like a human condition almost. Like, you're like, I can wash my hands of this because at the end of the day, I'm not actually doing anything wrong, you know? Right. So it's like, it's an interesting ex- exploration of like, how much are we actually guilty of, you know? And how right. much. But I think as far as decency goes, in the level in that office, he seemed slightly more decent than glasses but not that much better (laughs) oh no I agree and you know I think glasses really had like a sort of like schadenfreude kind of like like feeling towards Jane because he'd be like oh yeah the wife's on the phone and she'd just look at him like fuck I don't want to deal with this like yeah don't want to deal with this but he had this look like this almost like this snide sort of like "Mm, sorry you have to deal with that you know and it was like this like almost joyful like a look that he is not the one that has to deal with this crazy oh well and i I, it's unfair to call her crazy because i mean look at who her husband is who runs her probably like he probably super manipulative and abusive i wouldn't imagine he is like Oh, for sure. Like, that's. I also want to get into that. But yes, I think also it's not the wife that he doesn't want to deal with. It's the boss calling afterwards and yelling at Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that is so, to use the same word, manipulative. So glass, oh, for sure. Like, talk to the wife. So she talks to the wife and the wife is like, he shut off my credit cards. And she's just trying to help. Like, she doesn't know what's happening. And as soon as she hangs up, the boss calls and like curses at her and reams her out and tells her to mind her own business. So I don't think the wife, I don't think any of them dislike dealing with the wife. I think it's after boss, the after yeah. effect. And he's so like, I do want to get into that right now because I think it's a really good example of like abusive behavior. So he calls and he yells at them. And then you find out that he forces them to like email him apologies after yeah. everything. Yeah. And so the two assistants will help her write these apology emails. Well, and they like jump up, like they're like excited to help her write it almost. Like they're like, like, oh, write this. This isn't my first rodeo. Yeah. I'm sure they've helped all kinds of assistants do that. Oh yeah. And then I think it's really great evil turn at the end. So she comes back from HR Mm -hmm. and they're stand, the two assistants, glasses and green shirt are standing there and they go, you know, you can always come to us come to us first next time and that was the the first time where they like offered an olive branch but it's not like friendship it's just like listen for our safety and this job safety come to us so we can talk you out of it you know right but then they yeah no I didn't I didn't get it like as a solidarity type thing I definitely got it as like uh we don't want to get fired too they may not like it but they're just complacent with it you know and yeah so she so they help her write an email because the mm-hmm. boss calls and you mentioned it before where he's like weirdly calm but mean where he's like I'm not gonna yell at you, you yeah know? well and, and he's like I think he, he's like he's basically insinuating like you're a piece of shit and you're not worth my time mm-hmm. but he's obviously um he's obviously doing it to just absolutely tear her down to absolutely humiliate her you know and I was personally as someone who's experienced an abusive boss, it's, I'm a crier. So like I would have started crying if I were her. And I was 
astounded that she kept her cool because there's no way I would have been able to do that. Like me personally, I, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, I can't even imagine being talked to that way, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that that speaks to why they kept saying after that, how smart she was. So basically, so they help her write this email and in like a very evil and abusive twist, the boss actually emails her back this time and says like, I'm sorry. He apologizes and he says, you're good. You're great. I know you're good. I'm tough on you because I'm going to make you great. And that's yeah. so abusive. And I think that's one of the reasons why after that point, she hears from, she hears from his driver and she hears that, you know, she's smart. And I think it's like, you know, like you're a smart girl. You can turn a blind eye to this. You've got a career. You know what I mean? And I think that she makes this really beautiful, like her performance where she makes this decision. Like she's sitting there after that with her coat on. She hasn't taken her coat off from coming back into the office. And she just sort of resigns, I think, at that moment to like, well, this is it. And then she takes her coat off. And I think that's the sign that she's she's going to stay, she's going to let it happen. And I think that that's why they call her smart because she didn't turn into like a slobbering mess. She took a second to think about it. The boss manipulated her a little bit by saying she was smart and she made the decision to stay and she put her coat in the desk and like settled in, you know? So I have a question for you about what you thought about that email that he sends back. And so this is near the end of the film and I'm sure we're going to kind of bounce back and forth, but um, to me, it actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what I think because I want to know what you think first. And I want you to like get like influenced by what I think. What do you think his intention was with that email? Like his longer intention? Oh, well, like I said, I think he's an abusive manipulator because he spends all this time tearing her down, all this time swearing at her, all this time forcing her to send an apology. And then he apologizes. He tells her how great she is. He tells her he wants to make her even better. And that's why he's tough on her, which is exactly what like abusive partners do. So yeah, so I just think it was like, the point of that email is, is yeah, his plan is build her up, tear her down, build her up, tear her down, make sure she doesn't blow the lid off anything and that's that was i i think his intention was just take care of the immediate situation and keep manipulating and having sex with young girls what i thought about it was that he was grooming her to um eventually sexually assault her really even though they assured her that it wasn't yeah that's that was my first thought was that he was like you're good actually you're or he's like you're good you're good but I'm gonna make you great and I just like my like stomach churned like I was like oh no I strongly disagree with what you said so that's interesting that you say it so I strongly agree with what I said (laughs) (laughs) I think Um, that I guess my argument is that they established that she's she's already surpassed him. Like she needs him in referral only, but he can't advance her career by sleeping with her because she's smart. 
Yeah. I, I disagree with you, but what is your argument? Like what? Well, they, there's no argument. It's just, it was just a feeling. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a feeling. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't really have like any basis and, hmm. um, I mean, he's just such a pervert anyway. It's like, to me, it's like, why not? You know well, what I mean? I think, yeah, but I just, <laughs> I'm not trying to like tell you that you're wrong but i think why not is answered in the fact that you see her like printing out i don't know 30 headshots of different women that's true yeah so i don't think he needs her for anything other than ordering him food and like putting apparently he's like a diabetic or something because she's like putting all of his medicine every place you know and insulin needles and stuff so i i think that he's like he has a giant pool to choose from. Yeah. But anyway, that's interesting. It's interesting because it's just, it's not something I thought of at all. So I wanted right. to, like, I'm, it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, it just, it creeped me out. It creeped me out big time. And oh, it did, it is creepy. It's super yeah. abusive. Even if yeah. it's oh, not yeah. like, sexually abusive, it's still abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So Patrick Wilson was in us yes. <laughs> for all of two I minutes. Know. I uh, I built it up for you when really he, he, I actually, I read the Wikipedia page and I, cause I didn't know, I thought he was the boss for a second and they were like showing that like he didn't acknowledge her one bit. Right. But he was just supposed to be a quote unquote famous actor. And so right. I think he was just supposed to be like himself or like something. Cameo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um well it was funny because when we were driving to Port here on my dad's like, so the guy that she was in the elevator with, that was her boss. And I was like, no, that was Patrick Wilson. And he's like, okay. And I was like, of Yeah, course, that doesn't like, mean anything. Of course he doesn't know who Patrick Wilson is. And um and I was like, well, he's like the white bread of Hollywood, like the Michael Buble of like you know, <laughs> the other day Sam and I were like just wailing on Patrick Wilson and comparing him to all sorts of boring things. We're like, Patrick Wilson's the wonder bread of Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Patrick Wilson. Anyway. um, Yeah. He, it was, it was interesting. And and I actually had a question for you. So there's like that point where she's uh, with the, the Chinese film producers and you never really find out what happens with them. And they're like really angry and they leave, right? Yeah, I think so. The boss is off on one of his escapades. So she has to get the other guy, the guy from the cubicle, to, you know, like come pacify them because they came to meet with the boss about a movie that they're making. Right. And it seemed to me like maybe this isn't the first time this had happened to them. Like he oh. had blown them off before. I'm, I could just be like surmising just to like, make it make more sense but yeah and the guy seemed i i kind of liked the guy the cubicle guy just because he seemed almost so tired of the business <laughs> yeah yeah like and so she's like uh she goes to talk to him and she says his three o'clock is here and then you see him in the lobby trying to pacify these three chinese businessmen right and they're just like we came here to talk to him and he's like i know i'm sorry we'll we'll put something in the books we'll make sure it happens and they go in the elevator and he just like stands in the lobby and like sighs. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I think it's just everybody. Well, anytime, what, anytime, anytime she approached him on anything, he was just like, what? <laughs> what now? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it's just like everybody in the company 
knows that this boss sucks he's terrible oh, yeah he oh yeah signs all their checks basically so and all the executives like there's a there's one scene where she's like cleaning up a like a break room area and these mm -hmm. two men walk in and they give her the dirtiest looks like she's totally out of line oh yeah nobody treats her almost nobody treats her like she's even worth like the the footprints that she makes in the carpet you know oh, yeah like, well i wondered too if it was because she was eating one of like the donuts or whatever i thought that as well but i i wasn't positive but they on were what... so but they were so cold towards her it's like mm -hmm. she had like lesions on her face and everyone was like "Ooh, yeah what's wrong with you like it was just like so weird everyone's just like oh this girl and it was and like they were blocking him yeah and they were blocking the door and she yeah. walked them with a trash can and she had to stop and sort of like say excuse me before they moved and it was yeah well she so had to, she had like wedge her way through them and they just like refused to move they were just staring at her mm -hmm. and it was just like i'm like move like get out of the way it's takes, yeah like take two inches to the left like take a step it's like it's not even gonna like hurt you oh my god i i mean i i can't imagine working in this job especially with those long hours like it's unbelievable you know yeah it's 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 almost like um to use an analogy it's almost like gas prices like i had a, te a teacher in high school say this use this example like it almost doesn't matter what gasoline costs because you will pay for it because you need yeah. it and this job it almost doesn't matter how badly they treat her because she needs it if she wants to work in the movie business yep yep so it's as if everyone in this company everyone in the industry has the same mindset like it doesn't matter if we treat an assistant like garbage because they'll keep coming back for more because they want to be here right and so that sort of behavior perpetuates the cycle and encourages people to keep it going yeah because she doesn't have a actually she can't stand up for herself as we've seen she can't she doesn't really have any ground and nobody's going to stand up for her so yeah. it's just like and when she does stand up for herself there's retaliation exactly her. Yeah. so yeah um like she's just humiliated and she's you know abused and i mean yeah crazy just crazy yeah and um so so the girl comes the new the new assistant quote unquote like she gets buzzed in and jane the, ass the assistant i guess her name is jane as we've discussed mm -hmm. to glasses there's an assistant here from boise and he looks out into the like lobby and he says oh yeah she's been here before and so this young girl comes in and she's allegedly this new assistant and then we find out later that she's not a new assistant she's here because she's may probably wants to become an actress and the easiest way is to like have sex or some sort of sexual encounter with this boss but then i had a question for you um so mike actually watched this movie as well because i told him how good it was mm -hmm. and I had a question so i'm gonna ask you what you think so do you think, cause so when the young girl came in, she's like signing all these papers. Like some guy brings her all these papers. He's like, sign here, sign here, sign here, initial here. And she goes, do I need a lawyer? And he goes, do you have a lawyer? You know, so it's like a weird exchange. And then, so she goes to the hotel and then 
Jane goes to HR and then all of a sudden this girl shows up again and she's like, they, they said you could teach me the phones. So do you think they only brought the girl back to quote unquote learn the phones because they wanted to make it look legit. But if she hadn't complained, that girl would never show up at the office again. Or do you think they were actually giving her a pseudo job the whole time? And it was just like happened that it was the same afternoon. She complained to HR. So that's, I didn't never, I've never even like thought of that. So it's funny that you asked me that because I don't know. That's a good question. I, kind of think that maybe um maybe she was brought back to like what as you said like make it look legitimate you know mm-hmm. um but i don't know because my question is why like why is it important to make her look legitimate if everyone's willing to turn the other cheek anyway you know what i mean like i think it's another manipulation tactic like you freaked out too early look she's here she's meant to work here the whole time you should have given it a couple hours before you went to hr i, I think wonder if that it was would be their tactic that or maybe it was like a type of thing to scare jane like oh yeah we're gonna use her to replace you that could be as well yeah, yeah. like but i did actually want to talk about the car ride so when they're in the car i think actually her name is sierra the girl sienna sienna so um she they're going they're in the car you know and they're driving to the mark and um sienna's like oh yeah you know i I had an experience i was um i worked in film blah 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 and i thought like she meant like she actually like was an actress but she meant she was in craft services yeah 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 and I was just like, so she's like, that's seen a not film working set before. in film. Yeah. Like that's right. just being on set. That's, that's totally like, that's a whole other ball game, you know? Well, yeah. I think that's another like subtle jab at the fact, like he's like grasping at straws, like, oh, she's yeah. had tiny experience on a film set. So I can excusably bring her in for an audition and have sex with her because I can be like, no, she, she had a film career before this, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Now that was so. She was just so. I, I don't, and I, I do not mean this in any offense towards anyone from Idaho, but she had just like this Idaho innocence. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why they chose Idaho, just because yeah. it's like, it's not like a hotbed of culture that you right. you don't hear about like the latest trends coming from Boise. You know? Yeah. It's just a whole other world. And I think that's probably maybe part of the reason why, you know, he chose her because she doesn't know. How would she, what would, what, how would she know? And I would think especially like she's young. So how would she know what is right and what is wrong and how it, and like, what way is it okay to be treated? You know? I think, yeah. And I think the movie makes a distinction. Uh, there's sort of a message like in the industry, it seems like they're trying to send some sort of message. Like there are two types of women. There are women like Jane, the assistant and like the other woman that I wanted to talk about as well. The other woman in the office, there are women like them who are too smart to be taken advantage of by men in an Mm -hmm. overt way, but are still manipulated by them in the fact that they can't speak up, but they keep their heads down and they do their job. And then there are women who men 
can use men see as marks, like naive right. women who want to advance their careers and through whatever, for whatever reason, they succumb to the harassment of males in power. Right. And um, like, and they might not literally know any better though. Well, that's, you know, that's why... I mean, that's why they're victims because like if you're, if you're, you know, if I'm five foot four, I'm not going to pick a fight with somebody who's six foot four. I'm going to pick a fight with somebody who's four foot four. Right. Right. So if you want to harass somebody, you're not going to pick someone who's going to sass back at you and make it difficult. You're going to choose somebody who is from middle America, small town who sees the glitz and glamour of the movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're going to be an easy target. Yes. Yeah. So I I think he was very, um, very calculating in his choices. And that's one of the reasons why I, I find it hard to believe he, he could go anywhere with the assistant. Right. Because she's, she's already proved like she, she knows what's going on. Like, okay. So now that you've said that, I, I agree with you. And I, I don't, I, I agree with you. I think that you're right about that. I think it's, um, I think it's less of like a future, like sexual abuse and more like, I know how to wear you down and I know how to get you where I want to get you. Yeah. yeah. Get you where I want to get you. And also you're not going to tattle on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. So the one little bright part in the film is the kids, which were pretty cute. Um, <laughs> but that little girl doing the like the thing with the the lips, the like the horse thing, called, yeah, was driving me up the wall. I was like, yeah. please, for the love of God, stop doing that noise. <laughs> it was so irritating, and like it was really cute that like the little girl was like, do it, and like Jane started doing it too, but mm-hmm. um. It, it was just like there was something about the way that she was doing it that I was like, oh no, no, mm-mm, I don't like this. I don't like the sound. It's really out getting on my nerves. Like it was very grating to me. Um, but then you know after so Jane's going to like the bathroom and she sees the um, the nanny in there mm-hmm. and the nanny is clearly like wiping away tears. You know, yeah, because he was, like, we, yelling at her for bringing the kids to the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah just verbally assaulting her. And and man, she probably has to deal with that all the time. All the time, yeah. Probably from both his, like, his wife and him. Yeah. You know? I mean, who's to say that the wife isn't, like, is a great woman? You know, she might be. Well, she seemed as, sort of unhinged when she called, like, multiple times. Yeah. But, yeah. like, my question is, is she unhinged because that's just who she is as a person or has he driven her to become unhinged? Oh, I think he's driven her that way. Like, I think she was probably a well-adjusted person until she married the philanderer. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I would imagine that if it were me and my, and if I were in her shoes that I would feel like I was at my wits end because I certainly wouldn't trust my husband. Um, He's probably abusive to her, I would think. If oh, not I would physical, too, definitely yeah. verbally abusive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If he even yeah. talks to her at all. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. No, I mean, and uh, I mean, I can't imagine them like even sitting down for dinner and having like a cordial conversation. Like I, right. I would imagine that either they avoid each other or um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I can't, I just can't imagine them living some happy domestic life at all. Yeah. I mean, how can you really? Yeah. Not with someone like that. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. I agree. Um, and you feel bad for everyone in his life, like his kids, his nanny, his wife, <laughs> you know, yeah. you feel bad well, for the girls, like the constant parade of women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's like the two daughters, I think they're both daughters anyway. Imagine growing up with a father like that. And well, if the father, like, so I don't know if you did any research about, about this, but did you know that this was based on Harvey Weinstein? Well, I, I mean, I thought that that was like pretty apparent. Okay. But I didn't know that it was like specifically his life. Like, you mean like he has I two daughters heavily, in real life? No, I think it's like heavily oh. inspired. Okay. Yeah. Him. No, yeah. I figured, I figured that out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was like, okay. I thought that was like. Yeah. Um, we unfortunately did not get to see the satisfying ending of the real life Harvey Weinstein, who is yeah. going to die in prison. So <laughs> maybe I, can't even, um, I read, <laughs> I read saying. an account of Kate Beckinsale. I read like she made a post a while ago about um, Harvey Weinstein and how the movie Underworld, I think, was set to premiere around the time of like September 11th. Mm -hmm. and they pushed it back like three weeks so it happened at the end of September instead and it was a very somber affair and she didn't wear a dress I think she wore like a suit because she wanted to be respectful because this you know they're just 2,000 people had died in that city in New York you know like three weeks right. earlier and and so the next day Harvey asked her to come to bring her little she had like a two-year-old or something and he said bring your two-year-old two and my child and your child can have a play date. And so she brought the kid and the nanny took the kids. And as soon as the kids left the room, he like verbally assaulted her and called her names and yelled at her for not wearing a dress to the premiere. And she tried oh to explain God. like, like, listen, there was a terrorist attack in New York city. I didn't think it was appropriate. And he was like, basically like, if I ask you to have a premiere, you come and you shake your hot body and you look nice it sounded terrible and i agree with you like i'm a crier like if if i even think someone's mad at me i will be upset about it so for someone to get in my face and yell like that i i can't even imagine it so oh yeah no awful i mean it would take everything in me like when when um you know jane was on the phone with him and she's like like she's kind of like covering her eyes or covering her face you know mm -hmm. um I was just like, this girl is so strong. I mean, like, I think I'm a strong woman, but I'm, I'm not in the face of someone screaming and, and humiliating me. Hell no. No, I would like, I would have like started crying on the phone. And I, I just like, I, I applaud her to not show that emotion because I, there's like, there's no doubt in my mind. I would have not been able to handle that. Like, I yeah, know sure. I would have not been able to handle that. It's, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just man this movie just really makes you feel so uncomfortable yeah so tense and I think the movie not just the boss's like sexual deviancies like I think also just the culture of how women are treated like she orders lunch for them Mm -hmm. and glasses pulls his sandwich out and he goes this is turkey i wanted chicken and then he like didn't eat it and glasses. i like i would like i know i agree with you i would have a hard time not crying to the boss but i would also have a hard time being nice to glasses like yeah oh even yeah he treats her like crap 
Oh, and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, shit. baby. You can't order your own sandwiches. Like, geez, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. And so just little things like that, how they treat women. And um, I feel like I would have gone over to him and be like, turkey and chicken are not that different. I think you'll be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would have been like really frustrated when like, they're in the same poultry family. <laughs> Why are you pulling this shit on me right now? I guess like, I, yeah, I just, I think that's why he's, I don't know if they planned it this way or if they just wanted to show him being a jerk, but I think he was like a predecessor almost like he could totally be in that position next. So, so there's something else that I wanted to bring up that I thought while watching and Mike actually said to me as well. And I wonder if you feel the same way. Like, did you feel like the bosses, like for him to have that many conquests in like one day seemed a little bit outside of the realm of believability. Like, I would have rather had the movie take place over the course of like two weeks because it's like he was like getting it on with a lot of different women in like the span of two days. It seemed like she found that earring from the night before. Right. That woman. And then the obviously the girl at the mark and then the girl in the evening. And then there was another girl in the waiting room who came in in the middle of the movie. And I don't know if we're supposed to assume they had sex or what. But did you think like that was like a little too heavy handed? that you would have sex that much in one day well I don't I mean you're kind of you're not you but like the viewer is kind of assuming that he is having sex with that many women in one day I don't know if that's necessarily true but if it is I totally agree it's like what like does he like (laughs) like just this endless like stream of women like constantly go like it would seem if this is happening in such a concentration in one day that mm-hmm. maybe like things would start to fall apart a little earlier. You know what I mean? Like for him. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's just like meeting with them, but not always having sex with them. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's okay. probably the case. Cause that I think, sense. I think what happened is probably the girl at the mark. Yes. But maybe not anyone else. Well, I, I feel like the he earring definitely- girl had sex at the end because she sees him through the window like skin tone in a very like oh that's right that's right okay i was trying to figure out what i was looking at i was like what yeah it was like a like the the pane of glass was like distorted yeah Yeah. like a distorted quality to it but there was Um, definitely like a humping motion and right there was like yeah Yeah. there was like a definitely like a skin tone like Mm -hmm. yeah so he might have been so it might have been two girls okay um and the girl the night before and the girl the night before yeah you're right it does seem a little excessive um but i honestly think for how subtle the movie was i think it worked you know no i i agree like it didn't detract from the movie for me but i did think like pardon me was like this seems like even for this movie standard it seemed like too much but (laughs) yeah um like when you I get mean, tired and like, you have to think about like Jeffrey Epstein who had a, a whole bunch of people who were you know um were not saying what he was doing they knew what he was doing they knew that he was sexually abusing young women um and he would have multiple girls a day really he would have sex with oh yeah like multiple girls a day Man. um i'm sure it wasn't every day but right I, I, so I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, it's, but you do make a really good point because it's like with, 
Jeffrey Epstein, I think it was maybe a little different because I think a lot of it took place at his home, whereas this is like this guy's place of business. Yeah, so. with like three assistants sitting out in the yeah. like right outside his door. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I just I just wanted to casually mention this because I thought that she was so rude. But like that one blonde girl that looked a lot like like a poor man's like Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um she like walked in, rudely jumped her, like rudely dumped her coat on Jane and just like didn't even say anything to her. And like was just like like walked into the doorway and then was standing there like, what am I supposed to do? Like she didn't yeah. say anything, but she just like mm-hmm. had this look on her face. And I was like, calm down bitch like, you yeah. are being real rude right now like <laughs> yeah no i i thought that too like just another example of them not treating her like a human being yeah and the yeah. only person that seemed to treat her like a human being was that sienna girl and it was like maybe she's just too naive to know that she's supposed to treat her like <laughs> yeah well i think like i think there is i mean and i think there is a certain amount of power that comes from sleeping with the boss Mm-hmm. So oh, if yeah. you're sleeping with the boss, you can, you know, you do think that you have the right to look down on people because they're like, yeah. he, he chose me, you know? Yeah. And they're trying to become big time actresses. So yeah. I wanted to go back real quick to the earring girl. Okay. So when she's holding the earring and the girl like comes up and she gets it, did the woman who, the earring girl, did she look like she was like a little like uncomfortable or disturbed yeah big time okay yeah like i wasn't sure if i'd like imagine that but i was like man she does not look happy to be there the story that i wrote in my head about her was that she wanted to become an actress she had a meeting with him at night and he basically said you want to be famous you got to go through me so she did some things that she never thought she'd do to get ahead and now she's questioning if she even wants to get ahead you yeah. know like she's yeah. ashamed of what happened she's uncomfortable with what happened she's scared and she's also trying to justify it to the assistant because i think she can see that the assistant knows exactly what's happening like the earring didn't just fall out on its own right, right. and i mean it's a very short moment so that's a lot to infer in that scene but that's sort of the vibe i got Okay. Yeah. And I agree with you. Like, yeah, I think, I think like the, the next day would be really hard for anyone who makes that sort of allowance when they never thought they'd have to, or intended to do that, you know? Yeah. Big time. I, yeah. A scary situation. I, I can't I even kind imagine of like, it. I kind of like wrote a, a story in my head for her too. And for some reason I imagine that she like quit and became a waitress. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. <laughs> like she, she didn't seem like somebody who would stick around. Like she almost no. seemed like he, it was like, let's say he sleeps with, let's say of the percentage he, of girls he sleeps with, women he sleeps with, um, 3% can't handle it. And they, right. they don't, it may be more than that actually maybe more like 40 percent can't yeah, handle I would it imagine you know? a lot more yeah and actually i just said i don't mean to change the subject again but i just said something that made me think of some of a a point i wanted to bring up and that's when she's in the hr office he says she's a grown woman and i think that that's a really interesting um a really interesting justification for things is like she's a grown woman she can make decisions for herself 
yeah, she can make decisions for herself, but not when somebody is like, she can't make a wise decision when she's being manipulated and she's being yeah. told if you want to get ahead in this world, get to work. You yeah. Or I mean? being intimidated into having yeah. a relationship with someone she doesn't want to have a relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yes, she is a grown woman, but when your boss is sitting there and be like, have sex with me, if you want to, you know, it's yeah. not, and you it don't know to become like an adult decision and it becomes like, I guess this is how I have to do it. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like barely. You consensual. don't know what he's going to say to her, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you don't know what type of thing, cause he's obviously incredibly manipulative and you don't know what type of thing he's saying to scare these young women to into doing this. Um, and I mean, it really could be like the entire, entire workplace is basically a workplace that is built on fear. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, damn, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, also, I think we veered off, but you brought up another good point about him having a daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely not an accident that he would have a little girl. Right. Because of how he treats women. And it, it raises interesting questions like, what would you do if somebody told your daughter she had to do whatever it takes to get to the top, you know? Right. Like, do you even think about that? So I think that that's... Well, it makes me wonder if he even care. And who knows? He could be sexually abusing his children. Like, yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I, I mean, just, I don't know. I'm speculating, but I assume that not he, out of the realm of possibility that he is, you know, I assume the only time he interacts with his children is like on their birthday and on Christmas. And then that's kind of what I imagine they too. have a dad. Like they're like, daddy, I, I did this painting today. And he's like, I don't give a shit what you did. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I don't care. And they're like, okay (laughs) yeah so so i think that their nanny is like mom and dad pretty much yeah that's the impression i got too i have a feeling that the mother's not too into the uh yeah (laughs) like i just think some people should have not had children you know like just don't just don't have them and take care of them you know um so um so the ending there's a couple things that i wanted to bring up okay so the first thing i wanted to bring up about the ending was so the two assistants glasses and green shirt leave and they like <laughs> yeah they say like hey do you want to come out to the bar with us and she just kind of smiles and then an actress is brought in like another female executive brings a young actress oh yeah yeah the redhead into yep. the office and when the executive walks out of the office the actress has stayed in the office with the boss Mm-hmm. And the assistant says, who was that? And the woman goes, her? She was a waste of my time. And I think it's interesting, like, even the women, which we've discussed already, like, the women knows what, know what's happening, but they just oh, yeah. they can't do anything about it. So, so the assistant stays for a little while. She hears, like, laughter coming from the office. And, and then the boss is like, yeah, you can go. So she leaves and she gets in the elevator and she's in the elevator at the same time with the, the guy from the cubicle. Well, wait, well, you forgot female. that one part where she's watching the video of the redhead, um, like do the acting video, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't think was really anything special. I didn't think she was particularly decent actress. I didn't, 
Like nothing about her stood out to me, you know? I assume that's why he sleeps with them. That's, <laughs> I mean, yes, you make it very Well, they can't point, make yeah. it, they can't make it on their talent alone. Right. Like, they can maybe do community theater, but they can't make like, they can't become Hollywood stars on their own. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she gets in the elevator. And I really like the moment. So they're standing there and they're all sort of in their own little worlds, the three of them. But then the female says, the, the female executive says to the assistant, don't worry about it. She'll get more out of it than he does. And I thought that was yeah. a pretty, pretty great line. Um, pretty indicative of the fact that they are all thinking of the same thing. Like, so the two executives are waiting on the boss because they're flying to Los Angeles for like a movie screening. Right. And the, the assistant just is leaving and they all know that the boss is in the office with this poor actress, but this mm -hmm. actress is going to have like all of her dreams are basically going to come true by yeah. sleeping with him, you know, yeah, some yep. of her nightmares, but yeah. So I oh, think, boy. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you because I, I can't decide if I'm happy with the ending or not. I'm okay with the fact that I think it's an interesting twist that she, the assistant, like pretty much decided to stay and turned a blind eye, even though she's not totally comfortable with it. Right. But I sort of wished for maybe a more complete ending because it almost felt like a non-ending. Like it just sort of like, it's like a song that just fades out. And if you imagine, you can, like the song is just playing forever, you know, if it didn't right. fade out, it'd just keep repeating. So I didn't feel like there was a definitive ending. Like, yeah, I guess she decided to stay, but there was not much, like the closure isn't really... And I'm just wondering, like, what you felt about the ending. Like, I wished maybe there would have been something else, like some more. I was kind of out. hoping for sort of like almost like she wakes up the next morning and on the news is like information about someone coming forward about this guy, you know? Um, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I was kind of hoping it would. Uh, I agree with you. It did feel like a little bit of a non-ending. It was kind of like... It, but it also, I also didn't mind it because it was, it was kind of like real life. Like real life doesn't really have endings. Things mm -hmm. like, yes, things can conclude, but that doesn't, they don't really end, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. because it's like, even if like someone passes away, well, they're still, you know, the people who are impacted by their death or, you know, whatever happens with this thing that they did in life or whatever, you know, so there's no real, like real resolute endings. I feel like in life. Um, yeah, that's a good, so, that's a good yeah. way of putting it. I think. So I felt like it was, I felt like if they had done anything sort of like extreme where it was like, like what I said, where, you know, she woke up in the morning, which didn't really fit with the feel of the film anyway, because it was all like meant to be like in one place, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was, I thought just for, it just, you just, you don't get the closure. And I, and I think that's just kind of one of those things where it's just kind of life. Like you don't, you don't always get closure. You know, sometimes things are left open-ended. Sometimes things are left raw and bloody and that's it. And you just got to deal with it and move on, you know? And right. I, I think that is a really a strong indication that like tomorrow's just another day tomorrow's just another day where he's going to have these girls that he's going to abuse 
and yeah yeah and like someday maybe not that day maybe not the next day or the next day after that but someday they're all gonna have to answer Mm -hmm. for what they allowed yeah if if someone does come forward they're all gonna have there's gonna be like blood on all of their hands so every day you're sort of walking around with that weight that's good yeah yeah that's a good point yeah it's um i mean i think anyone who turns a blind eye to that has their own personal demons that they know like i allowed this to happen but also at the same time there's a certain point where you can't take the weight of the world on your shoulders because at the end of the day like yes you turned a blind eye to it but you're not the perpetrator of this what it comes down to is the boss who is the bad guy who is bullying everyone else into doing what he wants them to do into not saying anything and i'm not excusing turning a blind eye but i also think that life is just so complicated and especially when someone is such a powerful person it's terrifying standing up to someone like that Mm -hmm. and it's it's and i'm again i'm not condoning it but it's just like being in the shoes of someone who worked with an abusive boss it's really scary standing up for what you believe in and standing up for yourself you know it's really fucking scary and it's really hard and i got out of the situation that i was in because i got a new job but i i mean i certainly had many days where i was struggling with how i was feeling and i was i was scared by the the person that i was working with and and so i just i think that you're right everyone is going to have to answer for for ignoring this huge issue but at the same time they're not at fault for it you know it's at the end of the day it's this guy and he's totally the bad guy so yeah i don't know though i think the movie like i think the movie is ambiguous about who the bad guy who the bad guys are i mean the movie is it's not ambiguous about him he's obviously a bad guy but i think that there's a message of but what would you classify all these other people who bring women to him? Like that woman executive brought a woman to his office. Yep. So she's not the one that's having sex with her, but she is the one who's like, here's your next meal on a platter, you know? Yeah. No, you, I think that the movie does a good job of showing like who's at fault and how where's the line drawn before you can uh like you can claim plausible deniability up to x but after that what do you classify yourself as you know what i mean so i think yeah yeah and it's i think it's it's just such a scary situation because i totally agree with you but all these people they are hiding behind this because they're like because they're terrified they're going to lose their job. They're going to be blacklisted from Hollywood. Yeah. They're going to have mm-hmm. any number of bad things happen to them, which, I mean, I've certainly read stories where, um, you know, someone stands up for something that's right and they end up destitute. 
and yep. on the streets and yep. they die and that's it. And that's like, and so you, you make a really good point where like, is it just him that's the bad guy or is it other people? But at the same time, I can also, and I'm again, not excusing their behavior and it's certainly not the executives and not the, that, that CEO or not the CEO, but whatever her, the, the last woman, the waste of my time one. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was like just awful, but <laughs> like it's, it's just such a hard and complex and weird situation. Yeah. And yeah. you can look and you, I mean, you could put yourself in, in someone's shoes that are in um, a workplace like that and then see all of the other people who have also stood up for what's right and see what happened to them. And at the end of the day, you go, do I want to be destitute on the streets for standing up for what is right? Or do I want to live? Do I want to have a life? And do I want to live? You know? And yeah. Well, yeah. And like, if you, and like, they didn't explore this in the movie, but I mean, if you have a family mm -hmm. that you have to provide for, you know, there's all kinds of decisions that go into it but and i just think that the movie cleverly explores things like that you know yeah me too it's it's an intense film mm -hmm. would you recommend it i would 100 percent recommend it me i think too. it's yes i think it's really good it's a very slow burn um but it it it's really like it's such it's such a big part of what's going on in our society today that I think that it's, I think it's kind of important for people to see this and to understand like what kind of like corporate it's cause it's easy to, it's easy to be like, well, I would have done this in this situation, but it's like, but you're not in that situation. Yeah. You don't mm -hmm. know what it's like to be in that situation. So yeah, you can say that you would do that, but it's a whole other ball game when you are actually in the place where you are, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And of course talk is cheap, you know? And um I would recommend it for sure. What would do would you oh, recommend? Oh, me too, it? big time. Like as I stated earlier, as soon as I finished watching it, I pretty much started watching it again. Like yeah. I, I really And you really texted liked me it. and you were like 10 out of 10 yeah. watch this film. Yeah. Mhm. Mm and yeah. so I would recommend it exactly. Yeah. And I think Julia Garner, the main actress i think her performance is superb and i would hope that she gets nominated for some things for it because i think she does a really good job it's um really uh, understated it's a very yeah. understated performance in a very really good way uh, it's it's good it's really good um and it's a unique movie i don't know if i've seen many movies like it not talking about like sexual not the subject matter but just the way the movie is made it's a very quiet it's a very quiet statement, a bold, quiet yet bold statement. And, yeah. and it's, it's interesting. I agree. Um, I don't think it's a, hmm? oh, go ahead. She, she's in that show Waco. Oh, she is? Talking, yeah. She's um, one of like David Crush's like child brides. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. She does a really good job. She's very good. Mm -hmm. She's very good. Um, yeah. It's, it's a great film, you know, check it out on Hulu. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah, I think it's pretty new. I think it um, was supposed to come out in theaters earlier this year, but because of all like the coronavirus shutdowns, I think they released it in maybe big cities and then mm -hmm. had to release it streaming. So 
it's lucky we get to see it so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's it's good it's it's an intense film for sure it'll mm -hmm. leave you feeling like i i finished it and i was like i feel gross you know follow us on soundcloud we are also on spotify and itunes and stitcher and google play and on instagram at watchers of movies and on facebook at watchers of movies so check us out there i update pretty much every day and thank you to mike for our, our theme music our awesome theme music yes you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 and his name is mike myers thanks mike and yeah and check us out next week yeah <laughs> bye Bye-bye.